in a world of bus schedules and business calls, sidestep into a realm of Koigyu casting in Klingons. Okay, people, get your geek on. Hi everyone, it's September 20th, 2015, and you're listening to episode 105 of Knit One Geek 2. I'm Karen. And I'm Maggie. And we're coming from... Broke Bank City. Yeah. Because we're <laughs> broke. Because we had two conventions. Back to back. Like, back to back weekends. <laughs> and it seems like everything just hit the credit cards. Yeah, now. I had a moment when I looked at my credit card, I think even before the Knitter's Fair, and like... I mean, if I look at the total amount of how much money I have left for, to my limit, I can tell exactly how much is on the credit card. But it takes like three, four days for like actual items to appear and the actual total be, to be displayed. And I had a little moment where I looked at it and I was like, oh, that was more than I thought was on there. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it would have been Thursday, payday. Ouchie. Ouchie. Thank yeah, thankfully Thursday was payday. It's like, okay, I'm going to put... So much of my paycheck on my credit card. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> because we got another convention in the works. Yeah. And this is a pilgrimage of sorts for those of us who live far away. Yes. More on that later. <laughs> More on that later. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everybody. So excited. Okay. But yes, we hit... Well, we should probably mention at least one of those, or talk in detail about one of those conventions before I... Uh... Well, we could... Let's talk about the Knitter's Fair, because I've listed Fan Expo under the... Yeah, that's what I was, that was exactly what I was going to go into. Okay, you do that. Um, Obviously, we've been doing this for a while. And yay! High five. Boom! <laughs> we are reading each other's minds right now. That's kind of scary, um, considering you and Colson. I really don't want to be that third Dude, wheel. you and Tom Hiddleston, like... I had to let I've go! I've been sharing that brain for quite a while. I had to let go. I had to let go. Speaking of Colson, dude, <laughs> the pictures, we can get into later, that. Later, later, later. Whew! Um, okay, now that I've been distracted by that, let's go, yes, Kitchen World and Unit is Fair. Maybe Colson is my next uh, option. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I retract my statement. Back off. Knitter's Fair. Get your own man sandwich. Looking. Man, man yes. sandwich. <laughs> anyway, yes, you Knitter's Fair. this tea? <laughs> All right, Knitter's Fair. Yes, Knitter's Fair. Yeah, we got there bright and early that morning. It fucking early in the morning. <laughs> we left at 7... Th we, we met... At 7.30. At Starbucks at 7.30. 7 yep. I know it was early in the morning. I had to drive. There are very few times of year I will gladly get up at like 6 o'clock in the morning. Knitter's Fair is one of them. Yeah. Met at the Starbucks so that people who needed it could get their coffee. Yeah. And we had, like, I'm saying perfect weather. I don't care that it was rainy. It was kind of nice that it was rainy. It was that nice warm fall day where you were just, you know, you know, curling up with yarn is the perfect thing. It's it's nice for a passenger when it's rainy. Yeah, true. Yes. <laughs> Not so much for the driver. Not so much for the driver. <laughs> but I mean, at least it was cool. So it okay, was yeah. sweater weather. Yes. It, and it wasn't sweltery hot. And Which was nice, because the weekend before, it had been hot as balls. Yes, that, that is... Why that true? My God. We're talking, like, in the temperature that it felt like, it was literally a 25 degree di Celsius difference. And for those of you who do the Fahrenheit, it's just hot it as balls. Like, you know, 40 degree difference or something. 
hot as balls. Be anyway. like from one week to the next. So it was nice. I got to wear the cool hat. <laughs> I had a couple people be like, awesome hat. Yep. Including one person who recognized me from, from Fan, Fan Expo, Expo, which I'll mention later. Who <laughs> was like, were you Fan Expo last weekend? I'm like, yes. You have a following. Awesome. And just adding this little bit recorded a little later, as you can probably hear, because technical difficulties with the original audio. But this is important, so I wanted to re-record it to make sure it got in. Also with the Knitter's Fair, we got to meet a bunch of listeners, as usual, which is awesome. We love doing that. We got to meet up with, and I got to hang out with Alana, who I've been talking with a lot on Ravelry, and who did the little um, tin can knits mini knit along with me for the estuary scarf. Um, and it was awesome getting to walk around with her and just look at yarn and stuff and do the sort of hanging out that we don't get to do because she's not in the same town as us. And I also got to meet a couple other listeners, including one who <laughs> greeted me with Agent Nitwit because she recognized the hat. And unfortunately, I cannot remember your name. Oh my god. Crap. I'm sorry. I'm terrible with names. But yes, we got to meet listeners and get to talk. it's always fun talking to listeners though I apologize if I was really out of it that day. I had very little sleep, as usual. Um, and I make the same apology in advance for Rhinebeck. But yes, I at least wanted to mention those two specifically, and um, in general, just some of the other listeners we bumped into. I know Maggie, Maggie met up with a couple people um, that I don't think I got to see. It's sort of a blur now. <laughs> but even, trust me, even if I forget your name 30 seconds after you say it, because I will, because that's the way my brain works, we love meeting listeners and we love talking to people who are listeners because it's one of those rare moments where like we actually get to talk to people who listen to the podcast, you know, or like the not online in person. We actually get to have actual conversations. So it's always great to meet listeners. So thank you guys for like introducing yourselves and like actually saying hi. And hopefully there will be more of that at Rhinebeck. Stay tuned for more details. And it was... It was really good, and it was just the right amount of people, too. It mm. wasn't overly crowded. Well, they said they got, like, about 2,000 people. Or, like, slightly less than 2,000 people. Mm. But, I mean, it was in both auditoriums again this year, so things were nicely spaced out. You know, there were still a few booths that were pretty crowded, but, like, there was a lot of room in the aisles, though, so you could sort of stand in the middle. You could move down the middle of the aisle without having to shove past people that were at the booths. And there was lots of nice stuff there. Lots of nice stuff. Yes. Very much so nice stuff. So much nice stuff. Yes. And by the way, want to send props out to Chris for her new purchase. Yeah. Chris takes the cake for the, the, I guess, biggest impulse purchase of the day. <laughs> yes. Yes. Agent Wilson from our uh, Sheep to Shawl team, Chris, Bought a new spinning wheel. She, she she didn't go cold. She had been thinking about it, and she tried it out. And mm -hmm. the next thing you know, she's standing in line, and she's just, she's wringing she's her like, hands over. Oh God, what am I doing? <laughs> We're like, calm down, breathe in, breathe out, breathe in, repeat, breathe in, breathe out. It's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Calm down. She's like, okay, you've got one, and you're happy, and Michelle has one, and she's happy, and Katie has one, and she's happy. I'm like, yes, it's a good wheel. It's a good wheel. Calm down. <laughs> breathe, Chris. But yeah, so she took home a new wheel. Yeah. And she was saying at knit night that she had only spent a little bit of time on it because she has a young child as well, but that she had enjoyed what she was doing. Good. So far. So. Good. Yay. Yay. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations on your new baby, Chris. The wooden creates yarn kind of baby. Yeah. <laughs> 
Did you get anything? Oh yes, there you did get something that's related to something you have acquired recently. Oh god. I I are you referring to the uh are you referring to the extra large baby or are you referring to all the little things that I brought home from the fair? The extra large one. You're referring to the the extra large baby. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, my loom is now at the house. Yay! Um there was a lot of having to go back and forth with the person who was holding it because it's Way out in the middle of, um, basically, agricultural country. Yeah. In a barn. And I don't have a truck, I don't have a van, and we had to coordinate things. And yeah. Thanks to Carrie from Knit Night for volunteering her van, and it turns out the van was too small. Oh, God. <laughs> they did get it to the house, and the guys disassembled it sort of halfway so that parts of it could go up. And, I, and I'm just a total frantic tizzy because I'm just stalking backwards <laughs> and forwards across the living room going, it's not going to fit, it's not going to fit, it's not going to fit. Because we have an old house, like from, you know, an old wartime house that's just been mm -hmm. added on to a little bit. Yeah. So the doorways are not huge. It's not open concept. Things like that. So, <laughs> you have a, a twisty staircase. I have a twisty staircase. Narrow, twisted staircase. Imagine trying to take a full-size floor loom up a twisty staircase. The answer is you don't. Yes. Not and, in one piece, at least. Yeah, and, I, and I'm just pacing the floor, and my, my husband is looking at me going, do I need to put you in a hamster ball or something? Because, really? So Friday night, we actually completely disassembled the loom, cleaned every bit of it, repolished every bit of it, mm -hmm. and reassembled it upstairs. And of course, when you do it like that, it's a lot easier to move. Um, it's all there, and I can post pictures and don't know how interested anybody would be in them, but I've just shown... I'm Ms. sure there's people that'll be interested in seeing. Shown Miss Karen, but the loom is assembled upstairs. We can't get the harnesses mm. to hang quite right, but we'll figure that out. I repeat, I have no idea how to use the bugger yet. <laughs> I, I am doing, like, the readings and the videos and the tutorials and stuff like that, but... I honestly believe that the hands-on experience is going to be the breaker for this. There's there's no amount of tutorial that can teach you yeah how to do it thing. how to do it this way. And I have completely rearranged my craft room so that I have my spinning wheel, spinning wheel, my quilting table, and the loom, all within easy reach, and nothing is crowding the other. Mm -hmm. I still need to think of a name for her because I really want her to last. I mean, from do you know what make it is? Leclerc is the company. And model, do you know? I don't know the model. I just know it's a counterbalance. Okay. Um, but I could probably find out about the model because the original instructions were still <laughs> in the bench. Oh, my God. And somebody's original calculations for warp and weft. Oh, wow. Cool. Like, calculations were still on. And this is back when people had gorgeous handwriting, even for doing notes. Mm-hmm. They don't do that anymore. <laughs> like really beautiful handwriting just for numbers. So she's she's from Quebec, because Leclerc is based in Quebec, and she's a Canadian maple. Mm -hmm. And polished up, she looks like a redhead. So I'm kind of happy. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to think of a French name, sounding name, that doesn't equate to anything flowery or, or sort of like ultra feminine, because mm -hmm. this is a big ass piece of equipment. <laughs> there were a couple of names that meant, you know, like tiny woman. I'm like, no, honey, no. you're not tiny. This is a we hard. Had, we had this issues. is a hard working farm girl with some serious guns. So um, I'm trying to find. There were a couple that meant industrious, and I'm I was playing around with those. Mm -hmm. So, anyways, we'll <laughs> see. But that that was my big baby. Yeah. So at the knitters fair, you got 
I got a read for a read her. read for it. Yeah, because that was the thing missing. At the moment, the only thing I am missing, other than figuring out how the freaking harnesses hang properly, is a warping board. But I repeat, I have no idea how to use any of this yet. <laughs> so I, you, I could be surrounded with all the stuff, and you'll still find me just looking at it <laughs> until somebody <laughs> takes my hand and helps me along. But yes, I did pick up a read for her and at the uh, at the KW Knitters Fair. And other than that, I bought a few things for my Knit One Geek 2 spoily. Mm-hmm. And other than that, I bought fluff. Lots and lots of fluff. Spinning fluff. Spinning fluff. As opposed to, you know, cloud fluff and kitten fluff and things like that. Yeah. But one of the things I'm most pleased about is this yarn. I honestly, I'm going, this is um, from the company Stitch Please. Yes. Hi, Michelle. Hi, guys. They are based in Burlington. Mm Mm-hmm. And... I originally was a little taken aback by how bright this purple is. Yeah, it's called ultra purple for, for a reason. reason. But but when it's knit up, it but looks when really it's knit pretty. Up, it is really beautiful. And those stitches are really popping in this yarn. Ooh, it feels. Really nice. I'm I'm really happy with how this is how this is turning out. Yeah. What pattern is that? I'm not telling. It's for a swap. Oh, it's a swap. It's a swap. But all I'm saying is that. You know, this this yarn that I'm knitting it out of, I'm very happy with. This was their sapphire label mm-hmm. of their fingering, their fingering weight. weight. Yeah, it's and it's super super wash merino wool and nylon. So, but I'm really happy with how that's knit up. Yeah, and actually, you can find them at stitchesbeslippin.com. I really liked everybody was everybody at that booth was wearing a different T-shirt. Yeah, and one of the ones I liked is what the guy was wearing. I I work so she can knit. Yeah, well, my husband. Yeah, needs- Michelle's husband was wearing that. Need one of those. Yeah. <laughs> I got, um, other than other bits and pieces of swappy stuff that I refuse to talk about right now, I also got for me, I stopped at the Wellington uh, mm-hmm. Fiber Booth, and of course they had the Happy Boxes of Love. Yeah. I kind of really like the boxes that look like they came from Treebeard. That's the best way I can explain <laughs> it. Yes. It's like they they are in neutral, but they've got shots of something vivid running through them mm-hmm. that could either be described as lichen or moss or something green or blue and vibrant anyways mm-hmm. so that's what i got i got a box of that and then to match it just to make it go farther i was at gemini and i got some roving that complemented it mm-hmm. so just to make the whole thing sort of like go farther yeah and i really because they have really natural and really nice um, fibers out of Wellington and Gemini has just solid flat colors, but mm-hmm. they're really good, uh, good price, mm-hmm. really reasonably priced. And since I'm on the topic anyway, I can't say what this is and I can't Ooh. talk about the pattern just yet, but I can show Karen the finished product. Yes. And that is pretty, very pretty. Ah, oh, so I can, you know, you can have verification that thingy thing one <laughs> is finished. Is finished. My and thingy thing. thing two is in progress. Thingy thing two is in progress. So that was you. That was me. There's there's not too much I can talk about because they're all super secret. Yeah, I know. There's a couple things I can't talk about because it's swappy stuff. Oh, and you also got your mother's shawl finished. Mm. I did. I did. And um, it was at at knit night where I think I told everybody, okay, people, if I don't talk very much tonight, I am fifteen rows from the end. Deal. <laughs> 
And I'm sort of over in a corner. I think conversation is just going and I'm just over in a corner. And finally at the end, I'm like, <laughs> yes, you literally did throw it up in the air. Yes, literally did. The thing is immense. And I did post pictures yeah. on my Ravelry page. It is huge. I think it was something like seven to eight feet long. <laughs> it was it was a blanket. Blocked it. And That'll be nice and warm for those, you know, those cold, cold winters they get in the Bahamas. It's it's fingering weight lace, okay? <laughs> and it gets cold next to the ocean at night. Although what my mother would be doing next to the ocean at cold, night, I don't know. Cold, duh. In, in air in, quotes. In bunny quotes. Yeah. So I did get it to my brother in time because uh, my brother lives in Ottawa and he was going down. And oh my God, people, if you have been trying to set up a surprise for your mother for several months, do not spill the beans at the last minute in an email, <laughs> which is what I did. You managed to save it, though. I and then the rest it. of your family boarded the fail boat. Yes. I, so I, I didn't... S- I only let slip that my brother was coming down and to let me know when he arrived safely. And my father messaged me back saying, hey, you sent that to your mother and to me. And this is the one time I forgot that this was my father. And I just sent back an email with giant letters that said F-U-C-K. Hang on, (laughs) let me fix this. And I, I came up with a story. I told my father the story. I told Mikey the story. And I said, that's the story if she calls and asks about it. And they all agreed on it. I went to lunch. I came back, got an email from mom. Looks like she bought the story. And I'm like, okay, okay. Let's just shut up now. Let's just tie, let's just duct tape ourselves to a boulder and jump off a cliff so we don't screw that up again. Then it goes on and then the other family members sort of like let slip things and didn't bother to fix them afterwards. So... I'm like, you Amateurs. know what? You know what? I, I, I covered my butt. <laughs> I covered my butt. Um, but my brother took the shawl down, gave it to her. She made the mistake in the post about it saying that it was a crocheted shawl. <laughs> and I had to correct her on Facebook. Nothing against crocheters, but I'm just I like, know. Mom. It's just one of those. It's you the know, you you've known me. me. You've known what I do. This is not crochet. You know what this is. Anyway. Muggles. I know, muggles. <laughs> v- very muggle was, was what I told you earlier. Okay. So that's your adventures in knitting? Yes, it's my adventures. But she's happy with it. So yep. That's point. Okay, so... Um, just to wrap up the fair. So at the oh. fair, I got... Squish, squish, squish. I got quite a bit of fluff. Yeah, it's uh, Rambouillet. And it's from a, well, farm called the Gainer Homestead. Uh, it's G-A-Y-N-O-R homestead.com. They have fleece from their, or, you know, roving from their own, or top from their own small flock of Rambouillet sheep. I think they, I think I was looking at their website, and I think they said they're the only flock of Rambouillet in Ontario. Um, and they have, like, all sorts of other neat stuff that they've made from stuff on their farms. Like, they do beekeeping, and they have their own honey. That's awesome. For sale and I got <clears throat> they had hand cream they had I got lip balm made with like beeswax from their own bees and I also got a considering because I had con cried all the last all last week yeah um I got some uh chest rub from them that again had their own stuff from their own bees and you know she made soap and stuff I didn't get any soap but oh my god that stuff smelled good so they have lots of really neat stuff and the rambouillet feels 
so lovely. It's so squishy. It is. I can't wait to spin it. It's in uh, sort of just sort of a natural white. They actually had a thing if you could if you bought two roving or two you know braids of top because it's braided top basically. You could get a little packet of dye free. I didn't take them up on that because I kind of like the. I just kind of wanted to leave it the natural color. Mm-hmm. I know it is, but when I'm spinning stuff, I'm sort of. I've been really into spinning stuff like that's the natural color, especially when you get like the darker colors and they're usually fairly heathered. Mm-hmm. So you get that lovely, like rustic, yeah. heathery wonderfulness. So I figured I was, I'm probably going to leave this the, the natural color, but it's so squishy. I know. I just want to curl up in it. This is what a James Bond villain would pet now in, in, in a fiber. <laughs> this would be, this would be the, the knitting, like the knitting villain, evil villain. Would be petting, and there's so much of it. Yeah, and each braid is like a hundred grams, I think. So, I have quite a bit. So we need to do like a knitter tree or something, Christmas tree at Christmas time, and just like decorate it and roving. And <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just a little bit bizarre right now. Um, I also got a skein of yarn from Indigo Dragonfly, one of our favorites. I got a skein of her Chameleon sock. Mm-hmm. It's sixty-three percent merino. Uh, 20 cent, 20% cashmere, 17% silk. And what it is, is I think it's, there's three plies, if I remember correctly, in the yarn. And if I remember correctly from what she said, one of the plies it has, it's like two plies of like merino cashmere and one ply of like merino silk or something like that. There's basically, there's one of the plies has a different fiber content, mm-hmm. which means it takes the fiber, it takes the dye differently. So you get these little highlights, these little spots where that strand has been, has been plied around it and takes the dye, it takes up the dye differently. So it kind of does suggest sort of like a scale. Yes. Yeah. Uh, reptilian scales or fish scales. And I got the colorway. A meme is a terrible thing to waste. I'm assuming, I think it is. Cause I think terrible is implied by the sad face emoji. And then the last bit I kind of figured out today is okay. Could be waste. Considering it's like two um, two parentheses facing out, facing in opposite direction, so not closed parentheses, like open, with a dot in the middle. We're gonna get need to get to the point of puzzle cracking. Yeah, or emailing Ron. What the hell is this? <laughs> Does this mean again? But it is a gorgeous color because it is like black and really dark teal and really dark purple and spots where they all sort of merge. That's sort of into like one another. That's a peacock in the shadows. Yes. Midnight peacock. Midnight peacock. And it is 500% my thing. <laughs> like, this is my jam. Yes, it is. So, like, obviously it was coming home with me. I did buy a couple other things for my swap, swap partner. Actually, I can show you one of them. Okay. But yes, so there were so many other things I really, really, really wanted. Like, really wanted. But I did sort of have the realization midway through the day. It's like, oh, yes, I'm going to Rhinebeck in a month. Month, Yes. Like it wasn't like before then I was like, oh, I really shouldn't buy these things that I really want, though, because like I already have so much stash and stuff. And then I had the realization I'm going to Rhinebeck in a month. And that was sort of like, okay. But yes, so I decided that um, I can control myself knowing that I am going to go to the magic land of yarn (laughs) in like another month. You make it sound sort of like Candyland. And it's, it, not. it's not. Yeah. <laughs> like, I failed to see the <laughs> the distinction between the two. For grown-up knitters, it is Candyland. Especially uh, with it being in the fall. 
Yes. And it's now Mm. finally cooling down. Yes. But speaking of Rhinebeck, I have, of course, been working on my Rhinebeck sweater, which now has a home in a new bag. Aww. (laughs) Because a little while ago, Awilda messaged me on Instagram, or, you know, mentioned me in comments to a post on Instagram. The post was by someone called The Fat Squirrel, who does knitting bags and project bags and things like that. And you can find them and look at their stuff at fatsquirrelfibers.bigcartel.com. Well, at the the post that she linked me to was one where she was Fat Squirrel was showing fabric for a bag that she was having as simply as like a pre-order limited edition thing. And fabric looks like old Library cards. Yeah, library checkout cards. So the, it's the cards that have the circulation cards. So the ones that have, like, the date and then the name. These are all from, like, look like they're all from a school because it says room number. So, yeah, it's got the date and all the names for a whole bunch of different books. Like, there's Choose Your Own Adventure, number 45, You Are a Shark. Uh, Wrinkle in Time, Little Women, Mixed Up Files of Miss Basil Evil. Basil E. Frankweiler, Emma, Tom Sawyer, Separate Piece, which I had to read. God, I hated that book. Um, Where the Wild Things Are, Something by One of the Brontes. It got cut off. I think Pride and Prejudice is on the handle. No, that's Cranford by Elizabeth Gaskell. Oh, yes, Pride and Prejudice is on there, too. So, yeah. <laughs> I looked at it, and it was like, oh, it's really nice, but I really at the time it was like, oh, I really shouldn't spend the money, especially with the stupid exchange rate and everything like that, and I dithered and dithered and dithered, and finally the pre-order closed. And then, like, two weeks ago, <laughs> I got an email from Awilda from New Zealand saying, oh, by the way, a package is shipping to you right now. I'm like, okay. I think Awilda's just our fairy godmother. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I think that I think that description fits. And then last week she was like, your thing has arrived at your house, according to tracking. And when I got home, there was a very flat flat bag on the counter. I opened it up, and there was one of the library card bags. (laughs) Thank you, Awilda. So I'm keeping my Rhinebeck sweater inside, at least for the moment. It It will probably get too big. But... Stuff in progress. Yes, in progress, and at a point where I can actually start trying it on. Look at that. Ta-da. So this is my Frankenstein Rhinebeck cardigan. At the moment, it's a bolero. Yeah. It's about boob length. (laughs) And basically, I'm using... I sort of wanted it to kind of look like the Cypress cardigan from Knit to Flatter, but with different stitch patterns. And the pattern in that one is knit from the bottom up in pieces and I wanted to do it from the top down in one piece. So <laughs> I took the numbers for my size from the Knitter's Handy Book of Top Down Sweater Patterns by Ann Budd. I used the numbers for the scoop neck, scoop neck shaping from the Cypress Cardigan from Knit to Flatter by Amy Herzog. And I took stitch patterns from my German stitch dictionaries. And have cobbled them all together. Like you said, Frankenstein. Yes, into a sweater. Which has not been without its problems. Like right now, I am partway through a sleeve cap on one sleeve. I was finished this sleeve cap on Friday. And then I tried it on. Oh dear. And there were way too many stitches in the sleeve cap. I did pick up more stitches than they asked for, but that was because I was doing their usual pickup 
rate of like, you know, you pick up three stitches and skip one row. And I got a lot more stitches than they called for. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I will just knit with this number of stitches and see what happens. And what happened was there was way too much fabric in the sleeve cap. So the fabric was like buckling. Yeah. And when I put my arms down at my sides, the fabric was sticking out like an inch so you, inside of my arms. So like, you yeah. Look, you look like your shoulder pads. Yeah. Slipped. Like, like puff sleeves. Yeah. Going for the Anne Shirley puff sleeves look. Not really. So, uh, so I ripped that out. Okay. And this is after I should mention, like, oh my God, earlier this week, I was like, oh, I'm going to, you know, start that sleeve on my, you know, on Tuesday. I was like, oh, I can start the sleeve when I'm on my dinner break. And then I realized when well, after I got to work, I forgot my interchangeable set, Don't. which has the cords and Don't. the needle tips in it. Uh. Oh, fuck. So Tuesday, so Wednesday, I remembered to put my interchangeable needle set in my bag, and I was on my way to work. I'm like, yay, okay, I've got time to to work on my sweater on the way to work. I can start the sleeve cap, and oh crap, I forgot my notebook that has all the numbers in it. <laughs> God damn it! So yet again. It had to stop. But yes, yeah, so the, the sleeve now, the sleeve cap now looks a lot better. <laughs> it looks like it actually fits. And I'm going to, basically, I've got it down to about an inch, well, no more like two inches below the, um, where I joined the armhole, mm -hmm. below the bottom of the armhole. And I've stopped working on the body for the moment to do the sleeves so that I don't have like an entire sweater hanging off my needles. When you're trying when, to do And sleeves. trying to twist that around in my lap when I'm trying yeah. to do the sleeves in the round. Especially because I'm doing the sleeves, obviously, from the top down, and they're set in sleeves. So you work short rows at the top of the sleeve to create the sleeve cap. They're the same. I basically did the same thing on my sweater last year, and it turned out really well, which is part of the reason I wanted to do it again this year. But yeah, so I'll do this sleeve, I'll do the other sleeve, and I will continue doing the body. What's the yarn that's made out of? This is Valley Yarns. It's the web's sort of house brand. It's their Northampton, ah. which is very much, it's basically very much like Cascade 220. Okay. Similar sort of twist, similar sort of weight, not as many color, not, not anywhere near as many colors as Cascade 220, but then it's really hard to have as many colors as Cascade 220. They still have lots of colors. And this one is the Twilight Heather colorway. So it is like a dark sort of plummy purple heather with like little bits of like reddish or bluish heatheriness in it and it's really pretty. I was kind of thinking when I was at the Knitter's Fair of getting buttons for this but I was like eh I didn't really want to spend more money that day and I still wasn't sure. There were some really pretty buttons, pewter buttons from um, Gemini Fibers that would probably look really nice on this but I still just wasn't sure. Of course later I realized I should have bought, I had, had intended to buy a new drive band for my spinning wheel Don't. at Gemini when I was there. Fuck. So, so I may be ordering from Gemini anyway so I may get the buttons. And I mean my drive band isn't broken, it's just it came with the wheel so it's a couple few years old since I got it. Mm -hmm. And it's unknown length old from before I got the wheel. Right. So at the very least, I'm like, I should really get another drive band. To have. So I have it. So I A, don't have to order it at the last minute at some point. Or B, so that I have it at the Sheep to Shawl competition just in case. Because we do know that just in cases do happen. Like my freaking wheel breaking, breaking last year. Yeah. Thank God you had wood glue on you. <laughs> and Michelle had elastic bands. Yep. Like tons of elastic bands. 
because as because since you guys had those things, I was able to MacGyver that shit. Other than that, um, I am working on swappy stuff, but it's swappy stuff, so I can't really discuss it. Other than it's awesome, and it is, I it is something where again, I am I am combining patterns to create a thing. Okay. With a theme. Okay. And so whoever gets it, they will have a one of a kind, unique thing with this special theme. <laughs> That hopefully they're going to love. I'm trusting they're going to love. But obviously I can't discuss that too much at the moment. Yep. I'm going to have to take pictures and just have them on my iPod so that when we finally can reveal all the stuff that we've done for the swap, I can share photos and stuff. Yep. I've been putting blurry images on my Ravelry page. Oh, yes. And I am also working at the same time-ish on a thing for my mother. It's the Myrtle scarf. Ah. It's actually a convertible scarf. So it's... You know, you knit the scarf, and at the end, one end, you put buttonholes so that you can button it like a cowl, or you can wear it as a scarf. And it's got this pretty leafy pattern amongst this garter rib. And it's really pretty. I am probably going to have to re-chart the chart, because I decided to make it wider. Either that, or I can rip it out (laughs) and just do the width of the chart. Because it's supposed to have three leaves in a row, and then, like, another three Mm -hmm. above that. But I did did four, because it's a little wider, and I have more yarn. I don't know. I'm deciding what I want to do. <laughs> but I'm doing it in uh, Carolina Homespun Cormo that I got from Mom at Rhinebeck last year. Okay. And it's in, I forget what the, I think the colorway is called Sienna. And it's like a brick. Burnt it's like umber. a cinnamon. Yeah, yeah. Cinnamon-y, cinnamony sort of color. And it's really nice and squishy feeling. It is. I will have to find the Carolina Homespun, homespun booth yeah. this year and maybe get more for me because it's really pretty. But that one's going a little slower. Mainly because Rhinebeck is sort of like deadline knitting. Yes, it is. Also swap. <laughs> I also still need to decide what the hell I'm doing with the earth shell. Um, I still haven't overdyed the yarn, and I'm I did make progress in the sense that I did like rip back to the point where I would either cast off or join in the new color of yarn. I'm kind of leaning towards just casting off. The uh, I would probably it would probably look better with another repeat. Of the edging, because like the first repeat sort of gets lost a little bit, or maybe I don't know. I could. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay, don't don't stress this out yeah. right now. I Not could right now. Re- I could rip back and put a few rows of garter, st- a couple more rows of garter stitch. I think I have I have the yarn to do a couple more rows of garter stitch after the pie increase for the edging. It's just that first edging repeat really get kind of gets lost. Okay. So you only see the, really only see the one edging repeat. So I don't know. And then other than that, I'm trying not to cast on a whole bunch of things. Because <laughs> there's a whole bunch of things I see and it's like, ooh, that looks really pretty. And now it's getting cooler. And so I really want to be like casting on the things. Yeah. But it's like, I need to work on this stuff. I have done a little bit of spinning. I want to do some more spinning soon. Um, but really the only spinning I've done lately is that there was some uh, singles that I had on bobbins for quite a while. So I made another attempt at figuring out how to do cable spinning, cable plying, I think. It's also called Navajo ply. But it's where you're basically plying a single back on itself, so you get a three-ply. Okay. And it's kind of tricky, and it usually ends up with me, like, cursing and swearing. I try to avoid those situations, because I usually instigate them at my office. Of course, it probably didn't help that when I was plying it... Oh, this is... I was turning it the wrong way. Got it. I was just, I wasn't thinking and I just started doing the clockwise, which is the way I generally spin. 
I just started sending it clockwise and plying it. And I'm like, why is this? This doesn't really look right. I don't know. It doesn't look like it's plying up very well. I don't know what the deal is. And God damn it. You know, swearing and stuff. And then like a couple nights later, literally I was lying in bed. I don't even think I was thinking about spinning that much. And all of a sudden I realized you spun, you spun the wrong way when you were plying. You plied it in the wrong direction. You had a moment of clarity. Yes. So, like last night and the night before, I spent a while putting that bobbin, the bobbin of the plied stuff on my lazy Kate, and spinning it back the other way. So basically, like, selecting a length of stuff, unplying it, replying it, you know, untwisting it. Yeah. Retwisting it the proper way, loading it on the bobbin. That, Repeat for the, the That way. poor stuff is probably dizzy. Yeah. Luckily, one of them, I only had 3.5 ounces of this stuff. This was the bat from Bats from the Belfry that I got in Kentucky a few years ago. Um, I only have 3.5 ounces of that on here, so it wasn't as bad. Um, and then this other stuff is just, I think it's mostly just Polworth that I've used for, like, sampling or, like, trying things. Mm -hmm. And so there's not very much of it on there. So it wasn't a lot of stuff, thankfully. It's not like it was, like, a sweater amount or something. But yes, <laughs> learned that lesson to pay more fucking attention when I'm trying to ply. Okay, so, Geek Squee? Geek Squee! Okay, so the other main thing we went to... Holy crap! <laughs> ...was Fan Expo in I was, Toronto. I was not prepared. Yeah, you were super not prepared. Holy crap! Especially because we went in on the Friday to Toronto. Yep. And we were there on the Saturday. You left Saturday after the con. Right. And I stayed another night for Sunday. Yep. So you were there on the busiest day, too. Yep. And one of the hottest days. Yep. Sweet Jesus. Yes. So, what did you think of Fan Expo? Holy busy, crowded, salmon, salmon run, lemming hall. <laughs> I'm serious. It was, it was, it was like something between migrating turtles <laughs> lemmings and a salmon ladder but half of them are in costume yes and it, <laughs> and just people so many people i was yeah yeah there were times the the con is basically it's at the metro uh toronto convention center in downtown toronto it's right near the the train station and there's actually two buildings that it takes place in they have the north building they have the South Building. North Building is actually where I go for the Ontario Library Association Conference. South Building is actually where they have um, the... They have a big fair for, like, all sorts of crafty things, like scrapbooking and knitting and crochet and sewing and embroidery and all that sort of stuff, and I cannot remember the name of it. Oh, well. It's always the same weekend as Rhinebeck Weekend, which is why I haven't gone the last couple of years. Oh, well, it'll come God damn it, I'll look it up. So, but they... Fan Expo is in both. <laughs> yeah. So you have to try and get to from the North Building to the South. Like, South Building is where the main expo floor is. There is some, like, a whole bunch of vendor booths and stuff expo in the North Building, but most of them are in the South Building. Um, south Building is where they have all the smaller sort of panels and things like that. North Building is where they have the big ones because they have the, the big ballrooms for the, the main people. North Building is also where they have the autographs and the photo ops and stuff like that. So trying to get from the North Building to the South Building, I think it took us like 25 minutes. That is madness. Which is crazy. Yeah. Mainly because you have this, basically at one point you have to go through this, you know, walkway 
over the the railroad tracks going to the train station yep. almost right next door um windows and of course like side. major bottleneck point <laughs> windows on each side and yeah body heat and no air conditioning in that segment it is like a greenhouse yeah. and body heat from like all the people in there is not helping and I pity the people that are wearing vinyl and leather and, and fur latex and fake fur and yeah because yeah, I was sweating buckets anybody in a chewy costume I felt really yeah really sorry for that day yeah, I know our friend Emily, who also went to the Knitter's Fair with us. Yep. I was dressed up in a fairly even more epic costume. So, like, she was sweating cra- sweating like crazy that day. But, yeah, so so trying to get around is fun. <laughs> and, of course, there's just people everywhere and trying to maneuver between people. But, like, it was also really fun. No, it was really fun. And you got the best compliment ever. Yes! Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, so... I dressed up as Peggy Carter both days. Yeah. Because I had been planning to do, like, Phyllis Coulson one day and Peggy Carter the next day. Like, Phyllis Coulson the day that Ming-Na was there, Peggy Peggy Carter the day that Haley Atwell was there. But as it got closer to the con and I saw what the temperature was going to be, it's like, I am not doing Coulson. Coulson wears a suit. At least with Peggy, I didn't have the jacket. Girl! Keep going. Oh my god! Oh my god! Anyway, he's still wearing a jacket in all those photos, though, so it'd still be bloody hot. Um... And the glove is probably going to be really hot, too. In more ways than one. Anyway. um, (laughs) Anyway. um, Whereas with Peggy, I was just wearing a skirt, blouse, and the hat. (laughs) I'm just going to tie Colson onto a sparkly ball and just throw it past your eyes. (laughs) Play the wrecking ball. Ooh, sparkly. He's already done that. There, oh man, there's something I can say right now, but I'm gonna restrain myself. Okay, back to the con. Wrecking balls, something like that. Back to the con. Anyway, but yeah, so basically I was dressed up as Peggy both days, but like I said, with like a skirt that I got from Mod Cloth and one of my white blouses and my Peggy Carter. Hat. Yeah. And like, I curled up my hair, which I should post pictures of because damn, that was some crazy shit going on in the morning. <laughs> I pin curled my hair the night before, and wow, my hair when you take it, take it out of pin curls looks pretty funky. Um, <laughs> so um, we were walking around. It was Artist Alley. We were walking around Artist Alley. Yeah. And as we got to the end of one aisle, we were just about to turn to go, because I couldn't turn around and say anything to him afterward either. Um, a guy walked by wearing a Captain America costume. He saluted me and said, ma'am. I'm like... Honey, it is a good thing you just walked by, and I can stop to be like, to say hello, because damn, because marry me. Yeah, that was fabulous. I was like, the rest of the weekend, I was like, oh, if I'm quick, now that I know, if, I, if someone does that to me again, I'll just be like, Captain? But Guys, yes, that was the best. That is how you give props to a girl in cosplay. Mm-hmm. That was yeah, awesome. Yeah, that was awesome. But yeah, so, but I mean, one of the really fun things about it, on that day and the other days, was just like, meeting people. Like when we met up with Glenna in the Ming-Na Wen line. <laughs> in the line. And then someone else comes over dressed up as Hawkeye. And I'm looking like, that costume looks slightly familiar. And we're talking and stuff. And I think she was a friend with the with the people that Glenna was friends with. So, like, there was, you know, four, three or four degrees of separation. Until she brought out her little crocheted Colson doll. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my god, you're Kate! person I have been talking to on Twitter for ages now, and who regularly we talk back and forth on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. nights, because we're usually screaming at the TV at the same time. And she's like, oh my god, you're nitwit! And we're like, oh my god, it's so wonderful to be here! 
And then there was another friend of mine up from online who goes by, who's also a member of the swap. Yep. Red Parrots. Hi, Hi Red Parrots! She was dressed up as Coulson in Kevlar. Yep. Which I thought was an awesome costume. And she came over, so I finally got to meet her in person. She's also in the Malvisi, she's in the swap, she's also a knitter. So yes, we've uh, got to, finally, I finally got to meet her in, in person, and like, got to talk to all these other, to Kate and all these other people that I've known online, and it was awesome. We had, we had like a little, little mini knitter circle just going on in the line. Yeah. It was great. Now, speaking of the Mingna line. Yes. The Mingna Q&A panel. Yes. It was lots of fun. <laughs> yes, you were practically vibrating in your seat, and we had... Really good seats. Yes, we did. We had really good seats. We were like five rows away from the front center section. Oh my god! She was bubbly. She was smiling. She was happy. She was sassy. And considering, like, she tw- she tweeted the day before something about, like, she had been up super early to yeah, film. to film. And then after she was done filming, got the, like, the red-eye flight. Got the flight to Toronto after that. So she was, like, super tired that day. But she was still, like... Funny and sassy and really sweet and just seems wonderful. She's super awesome. Yeah, she is. Love this cast so much. <laughs> By the way, one of the, I got reminded of one of the uh, comments that was made. You remember during the Q and A when she's like, "Felinda, what you guys think that you guys ship the whole Felinda thing?" And you know there was this applause. <laughs> A whole and- bunch of people were like, "Woo!" Did you see the uh, the, the outtakes? Yes. The elevators. Yes. Oh my god! We're oh, like crawling all over each other. I lost it. Yes, that was awesome. Lost it right Yee. there. Yes, yes, Felinda yes, does exist. That's exactly what we're talking about, Mingna. The <laughs> thing that you and Clark Gregg were doing in that elevator. Elevator. Yes, that's that's what people are talking about. <laughs> Just but yeah, thing. I think the I think the panel someone has actually uploaded put it on YouTube. So you can search. And same thing with the Haley Atwell Q&A the next day that I went to. Oh, I'll have to look that up. Yeah. Because I didn't get to go to that one. Because it was marvelous. Haley, At- Haley Atwell is a fucking treasure. <laughs> She's awesome. But yeah, and we got we took a nice long cruise through Artist Alley and saw some really cool stuff. You got me a, a poster. For a belated birthday present. Yes. Which I don't have with me right now, so I can't give the artist name. That's okay. But we'll, we'll find it. I'll do it later. And I, oh, yes, and I got that little pin. That says, I know, I know my, my value yep. on it, and I pinned it on myself for the rest of the weekend. I got a little something-something for my swappy. Yep, same here. And, but yeah, it's like, and it was really fun. You know, it was really fun to go to the panels and stuff that I went to. It was really fun to see Mingna and Haley Atwell, and Haley Atwell is a gift. But like, I mean, one of the most fun, th- again, the most fun thing was like, meeting people and hanging yeah. out with people I knew. And like, cool. the next day, I actually, I actually did get my photo taken with Haley Atwell. Because uh, Kate texted me later that night. She's like, oh yeah, by the way, I have a photo op for Haley Atwell. Do you want to join me? Because, like, I mean, the photo ops are a set price and you can have up to four people plus the guest. Yeah. So, like, if you get a bunch of friends, then, you know, if the photo op is, like, $75 and you have three friends, then it's $25 for yeah. each person. So it was going to be, like, 20 bucks. So I was like, sure, what the hell? For twenty bucks, yes. For like the the total amount, she was it was gonna it would have cost like no, but for twenty bucks, yes. Which is like yeah, I wouldn't pay more than that because it is literally like three seconds. Especially like for maybe for I mean maybe for some guests which aren't as quite in quite as high demand, you can have a little bit more time to at least say hi 
I really love what you do. <laughs> but with the with the other ones, they like it is like assembly line. Yeah, you are in, you are out really fast. Um, but, but I mean, one of the great things about doing that was, I mean, I was waiting. We were sort of hovering around the we were hover, hovering the minimum distance distance around the photo op area that the dude with the bullhorn would let us without yelling at us. <laughs> it was like Haley Atwell, people. She's not here yet. Back up. You are not lining up yet. <laughs> oh my god! So I ended up, you know, if you're we... not walking, you're blocking. Yes, please keep moving. <laughs> yes, like, I heard that a lot. They have the hardest <laughs> jobs during the convention. I swear. Yeah. So I was there with like we sort of gravitated towards these other people, a bunch of other people who were dressed up as Peggy Carter, and so we were talking and laughing. And of course, some people realized, oh hey, there's a group of Peggy Carters. We should get a photo. And once one person decides to get a photo, like twenty people decide to get a photo. Um, so you're in a bunch of people's photos? Yeah, I am. Um, and so like, but it was great. And I was talking to people in line and, you know, there were people just behind us in line who we were talking to back and forth. One of which actually, there was one person, I saw her on the subway. She got off at College Station while I was getting on and she went by me and she's like, woo, Peggy! And she was wearing like this red dress. And I'm like, she thought she looked rather Peggy-ish herself. And then she was right behind us in line at the photo op. I remember that morning because I'm I'm not I'm not a city girl and I don't do the subway that much so Karen was basically my guide. Yes. And you know going down that morning, getting on the subway, and I'm thinking you know what kind of day this this is going to be. And the subway doors open and it's just filled with characters. And I'm like, this is the right car. This yeah. is going to the that right was, place. That was the best part about like getting the subway in the morning is like as the subway pulls into the station, you can see into the cars and you see it like yep, there's Tony Stark, there's a Chewy, there's there's Wolverine. Oh, there's, I see a Fez. There's the Eleventh Doctor. There's, there's a Spider Man. It was awesome. That and like a sea of Blue Jay shirts. Yes, <laughs> yeah. there was a lot of Blue Jay happening, especially because the the Skydome is like right next to the Metro Center. So like. The night before, I went to, before picking up Maggie at the train station, because she came in a little later than I did, I went and picked up our wristbands um, so that we could get in faster the next morning. And, like, I just stood there for a little while on Front Street just watching the tide of people go by, and there were Blue Jay shirts going one way and costumes going the other way. (laughs) It was fun. Um, But, yeah, and then later that day, when we were waiting for the, when we were in line for the Haley Atwell panel... Like, someone went by and she was like, oh, I need all the Peggies down this way. We're doing a photo. So we got, like, there were, like, 15 to 20 Peggy Carters. That's awesome. In one hallway. And, like, you know, at one moment we were like, we need a cap. And there was a girl in a cap outfit or costumes. We were like, yes, get in here, get in here. And then we spotted, and someone's like, we need a Jarvis. And there was, like, there was Jarvis and Howard oh, Stark. So we're like, yes, God. get in the photo, get in the photo. Oh, my God. <laughs> So yes, if you go on Twitter or Instagram and you search the hashtag Peggy's Army, you will find pictures of the group photo that we took, and so, including me in the front row. Squee! <laughs> but yeah, it was so much, and we were just like talking and laughing, and it was so much fun meeting these other people who are huge fans. And so the person who recognized me at Kitchener Waterloo and News Fair was one of the other Peggies in the Peggy group photo. <laughs> It was awesome. Fabulous. Okay. Yay, fandom is not sucky sometimes. <sighs> okay, so yes, other stuff. So you have a new fanish thing, or new, well, new thing you are watching new thing that I know has a fandom. Yes, I know, and it has a very, uh, very devoted fandom. The husband has decided that we are watching uh, The Legend of Korra. 
Yes. And I am going along for the ride. <laughs> like, well, you're watching it, so. And um, so it's um, it's now become a bit of a family thing because we sort of like screen the episodes and then the little boy watches. Mm-hmm. So now if it, it's come in handy because um, if I have to get my son to go upstairs and quiet quiet himself down before bed, I'm like, okay, it's time for all the the airbenders to go upstairs and do their meditation time. <laughs> hey, whatever works, dude. Yeah, if it works, it works. Yeah. I forgot, How to many? T- forgot to tell you, my parents just got Apple TV and they've been binge watching Downton Abbey. <laughs> and they said the next one they're going to try. And she goes, what is it? It's, 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 it's an agents of, of, thing. and that's when tr- my husband behind me starts pointing at me. In, I'm like, yes, mom, that's agents of shield. That is my show. Yes. Oh, yes. And one thing I forgot to mention about the Knitter's Fair. People were about ready to mug you for your t-shirt. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we did get a lot of comments on that. Yeah, there were a few people, a few people from our group, of course, are from our, our Sheep to Shawl team, and so Maggie and some of the others were wearing their Agents of, Agents of Sheep t-shirts, and got so many people who were like, oh my god, that shirt is awesome! Dang right! Damn straight! Watch out for us at the Sheep to Shawl competition, bitches! <laughs> So the parents are going to give the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. a try. They said they'll watch an episode or two, and they'll see, and they'll give it a try. And then after that, they're going to move on to House of Cards. And I'm like, you're taking this binge-watching thing seriously (laughs) if you've already lined up the next two series that you're watching. Well, on a side note, I would love to binge-watch a season two of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but the DVDs came out on Friday in the States. On Amazon. Ugh. Only. They are not available in Canada yet. I keep checking. Same thing with Agent Carter. It's an Amazon exclusive, and even Amazon fucking CA doesn't have it. Ask me how happy I am about this. We have a preview of season three. We have a poster. Yes, but I am ready to cut a bitch for season two. (laughs) I can't help you with that. It's like, I would order them in the States, but exchange rate. Also, I have an Amazon.ca gift certificate from my birthday, mm. so it's going to hurt even more if I have to order them from the States. So, so, let's, so God damn it, get on that Marvel slash ABC. Think of something happy. Happy Oh, Colson promo pictures. Yeah, so if anybody hasn't seen it, there's a new poster for season three. Kara needs a cold shower. Uh, promo pictures, Colson is not in a suit. I repeat, Colson is not in a suit. <laughs> and God damn, does he look fine. Status is critical. Yes, one of the gloves, one of one of his hands is black, implying yeah. a glove. Yeah, it, well, there's one, there's one of the cast photo shots, like where they do individual shots of the cast, where he has his hand up on a wall, and you can see like the seams on the glove and stuff. So it's definitely glove covering something. His new robot hand. And yes, Colson looks a bit more tough and rugged this season. Not quite the. Uh, Mm-hmm. Not quite the businessman. Girl! It's a good look for him, yes. 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 Very. And I will walk away from that as quickly <laughs> as I can before I get And we get the premiere in a little over a week. Yes, we do. Eee! Sweet. Cannot wait. Speaking of which, the Dub Smash War is on. And it's good. Three videos have been posted so far, and it is oh my good. god, it's amazing so far. It is good. There is some awesome stuff going on with the Dub Smash Team War. Carter has a really creative flair for their 
for their uh, guests. Yeah, you really need to check out the videos because, oh my god, they're winning so far. Like, the entire thing is winning. I just love it so much. I gotta admit, Team Carter has some really good uh, guests on their videos. Yes. So yes, moving into other things. In less awesome news, well, it started out less awesome and it has thankfully since Blossomed become awesome. Much better, yes. Um, I'm sure everybody has heard about teen engineering Student. enthusiast yep. Ahmed Mohammed in Irving, Texas, who got arrested. arrested and escorted out of his school in handcuffs because he built a clock and brought it to school to show his teacher. And it was mistaken for a bomb. Probably not. Oh, oh I, I'm sure it has nothing to do with the fact that he's Muslim. Oh, no. Yes, I'm sure. Okay, so this was not great to start with, but yes, turning this around. Thankfully, since then, there has been a whole bunch of outrage on the internet about this. One. And a whole lot of positive support for him. Yes. Including the President of the United States. Yes. Including a lot of people at NASA. Yes. Including... Mohawk guy, Burback Ferdowski from JPL. Yep. Inviting him to come over and we'll let you drive yes. <laughs> Including Matt Zuckerberg, head of Facebook. Yes. And Mythbusters, guys. Ooh, I didn't see that yes, one. Yes, they got I want to see that. It doesn't surprise me in the least, but Not I do want to see it. Um, and I did see, you know, there's a whole bunch of things. He got an, an invitation to go see, to get a tour of, like, MIT. Yep. And I, did, I saw a tweet from uh, the NASA space camp. Saying, you know, with support and saying that someone, you know, an anonymous person, had sponsored a scholarship for him to go to space camp. Snap! Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, yes. Plus, he just was, general... It, it, it's, it, there's a lot of the, specifically the space stuff coming out of this, because he was wearing a NASA t-shirt yeah. when mm -hmm. he was being arrested. Yes. For having a hoax bomb, even though he said it was a clock, it's just a clock. And they seemed to accept it was just a clock, but they weren't sure of his, you know... His intention. It's like a he, to make a clock because that's a thing you can do if you have the interest and, and ability to do it. Uh, okay. Anyways. <laughs> but yes, some good things have come from that. Yes. I am hoping to see more good things that like, you know, maybe spread good things to other teenagers, especially other teenagers from minority backgrounds who are interested in STEM fields and stuff like that. But it's awesome that he's gotten the support. And I also saw something where his high school was like, yeah, it's okay. So the, so the suspension that we had doesn't really count anymore. You can come back. And he's like, ah, no. see you fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> so not, in that, not in those words. He said it much more classily than I just did. This 14-year-old is way more classy than this lady here. And uh, one of the questions I think Jamie asked him from Mythbusters. I can't remember if it was Jamie or... Anyway. The chief of police is asked to meet with you. Are you going to accept the invitation to meet with him? And he said, yes, but not without my lawyer. Like, yes. dude! Alright, somebody watch this kid and give him a job when he's old enough. <laughs> well, he's already had a bunch of offers, so... A bunch of people like, contact me when you graduate from university. Now, in further news that is of the thing most awesome... Yes, this is more awesome straight up. And it has also gotten a lot of... Part of it has gotten a lot of press this week. The part I don't think has gotten a lot of press is that... Uh, you may have heard that there was a new sort of step in... Or a new sort of entry in humanity's ancestry named Homo naledi, I think. Naledi, I'm assuming is how you pronounce it. Naledi? Naledi, something like that. Something like that. Um, we apologize, sorry. I don't know, Latin is not my thing. But the bit that I didn't know about until the Mary Sue mentioned it 
It was an all-female team of scientists who discovered it. Whoop! Whoop! Females in the science house. <laughs> Partly because uh, the passages through the caves to get to where these skeletons were were so small, they needed people of smaller stature <laughs> to go through them. I've seen diagrams of this and like, oh, sweet Jesus, no. No. Nope, 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 nope. I didn't. I am feeling claustrophobic just looking at this picture. No, thank that, you. That was a huge bag of nope right there. Yeah. It was, so basically it was the, the size requirement attached that led to the selection of an all-female team of scientists with both the, the caving experience and the smaller stature, ba- smaller stature required and the academic background for this. That's awesome. For this elite team of scientists. I'm imagining like a a you know a team montage of like <laughs> all the scientists and their names and their Except specialties. Except maybe it was less blowing up. No, you intersperse like shots of like things going splody just okay. for reasons with like some like really hard rockin' like okay score behind it. Yeah, and explosions for reasons because explosions are cool. Explosions are cool. We just can't have them explode like the bones and the fossils. Yes, that's but you know you have like explosion behind the font. Okay, of, that's like, fine. The names and that's stuff. fine. That's fine. For coolness. Yeah, though apparently National Geographic funded the expedition, but strangely, these women received no pay for their experts, for their efforts. I roll. Come on, National Geographic, and throw them, throw them a bit of a bone at least. Yes, you can. Though one of them said, you know, she didn't mind the lack of money, given that the project, um, quoting from the article here, uh, it afforded her and her colleagues a lot of prestige and satisfaction. She said, some days you couldn't pry us, pry us out, really, with a crowbar, which... Some of those spaces look like you would need that. Like, literally, to get out. <laughs> but, like, as she says, you know, I don't have really have words to describe how thrilling it is to have been involved in it. Which, um, dude, yes. Finding a new level on, you know, humanity's evolutionary ladder. A new entry in, in That's our ancestry. That's a big deal. That is a big deal. That is like, your name is in history books forever. That is a huge deal. Yeah. Apparently one of the two passages, passageways was ten inches high. The other was eight inches wide. Okay. That's maybe that. That looks a little too tall, actually. That looks like it might be a foot. Yeah. That's... Ten inches high. Yeah. That's a hell of a lot of nope right nope. there. My hips that is a million percent of nope. On my belly and wriggling, my hips ain't fitting through that. Nope. And of course, the first comment on the Mary Sue is some douchebag. Usually they manage to catch people, though they might have left this one just so people could have something to throw tomatoes at. Yeah, getting into that space, you are a, as someone else in the comments says, you are a stone-cold badass. So yes, to super, so super props to these, to this all-female team. You guys are amazing and, like, super brave for going, for even going in there. Okay, so moving into Cravings, Covets, and Crushes. One of the people who is at the Knitter's Fair is a indie yarn dyer I found out about like a, maybe like a couple months ago called the Georgian Bay Fiber Company. Mm-hmm. They're based in Ontario, in Rosso, Ontario, which is, which is a, it's sort of in Perry Sound in Ontario. So it's, by our standards, it's fairly far north. <laughs> by the size of Ontario standards, it's not by any means but it is much it is fairly far north from like the major population centers and they have some seriously pretty fibers all the fibers are named after 
places sort of around Georgian Bay, including some that are named after places and things in Muskoka where I used to go to the cottage. So like there are some colorways. I'm like, oh, I want this partly because, partly because it's gorgeous and partly because of the name. Like Bala Cranberry, Windermere Hollyberry, Tiny Balsam, <laughs> Severn Forest Spruce, Magnetowan Bass, Wasega Surf, oh, Tobermory Shoreline. There's such like a lot of them are very, like, they're very deep, rich colors. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing that. It was probably the booth I had the hardest time tearing myself away from, because I really wanted all of it. Especially, there's one of her colorways called Big Sound Squall. It's, like, a almost black with these little pops of teal and blue. I'm seeing it, yeah. And it is gorgeous. It was really hard to put it back. She's got like 12 different bases. There's the the Bayfield, and, but they're in two main sort of families. Um, there's the Bayfield bases, which are untreated blue-faced Lester. And then there's the McCoy sort of family of bases, which are all Merino. Some of them are blends, like the, the Bayfield sock is 80% Biffle to 20% Nylon. The McCoy sock is 80% merino, 20% nylon, though most of it is 100% wool fiber. And they, she has a lace fingering sock, DK, Aaron, and comb top in the McCoy, so the merino. And in Bayfield, she's got a fingering sock, DK, Aaron, bulky, and comb top. And basically, if you go on the, the website, you can shop by the colorway, or you can shop by base. So if you select the colorway, you can just scroll down and then select what base you want it on. I love it when things are arranged in color. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you go to the shop by base and you select the base, then there'll be a nice, lovely little rainbow palette. Oh, my God. Of colors underneath the picture. And then I just stare at it, and I don't get anything done mm-hmm. for about a couple years. If you click on different bases... Okay. Yeah, if you click on the different bases, it looks like so far she's got just the one picture of each colorway. So, like, if you're, if you're say, you were looking at the comb top, but you looked at one of the other colors... It'll show you on the yarn, not on the top itself, though. It's the same type of fiber, so it should take up the dye in the same sort of way. And they've got a few different little kits, too. They have color flights, so you can get groups of colors. Basically, they each include half skeins, eight half skeins, of either Bayfield fingering or DK. And there's different sort of theme ones. There's one that's all, like, water, or one that's more like... You know, leaves. There's one. Oh, look at all the fall colors. That's so pretty. I want it. Rhinebeck. I know. That's why I didn't buy stuff there. That's true. And you need you need to have something to wish for for Christmas. Yes. There's kits for the winter doldrums sweater from Nitty. So they have colorways all made up. So yeah, they have gorgeous colors. And like I said, it also doesn't hurt that like... Some of these, that some of the places they name thing after have like meaning to yeah, me. Yeah, sentimental So meaning. it's like, oh my god, I want it. Because then I can, like, hold the skeins and think of that place. Yep. And, well, either be happy or weep, <laughs> thinking of how much I wish I was there. The Creative Festival. Is that what it is? Creative Festival, that was it. 20 minutes later, finally, I remember. Well, you remember. Because they're going to be at the Creative Festival. Okay. Okay, yeah, if you're in the Toronto area and you're not going to Rhinebeck, um, they're going to be at the Creative Festival in Toronto, uh, October 15th to 17th. They're also carried in a few local yarn stores and sort of mostly like Owen Sound, North Bay, Coldwater, Aurelia, that sort of area, Bracebridge, but also Port Credit, Port Elgin, London, Ontario. If you're in those sort of areas, they might be carried at your local store. If not, oh, feel free to browse their website and mm-hmm. all the pretty, pretty, prettiness. So the other day I was looking through sweater patterns. 
Mm-hmm. And I found this one called A Little Knit Music by Julia Blake. It is a round, a circular yoke sweater where the patterning around the yoke makes the five bars of a musical staff. And there's a little cable, it looks like a cabled, a twisted stitch cabled treble clef that you do sort of near the, the left shoulder. And then you put beads in for musical notes. Oh, it's adorable. Which is amazing and so cool and I want one. And the really fun thing with this is you know, if you know music or if you can find sheet music yep. for something, you could put whatever Whenever tune you, you want. Yep. Like suddenly I had the idea of having like like the Doctor Who theme. Do we you could also put another staff actually down at the bottom hem and do a bass. Do the bass line too, yes. Eee! Ooh, oh my god, I just thought of a thing. <laughs> oh dear. There's music that has a very big part in the end of Battlestar Galactica, the last season or two, and Bear McCreary actually uses, and it, at one point it's partly because the, the pattern it makes on a staff the dots that it makes on the staff is like a code basically. Mm -hmm. And Bear McCreary uses that on his webpage. That's his little logo. So I'm like, Oh my God, you could totally do that on this letter. There's like, it would be, you would have to be like super like Battlestar Galactica nerd and like know that pattern to recognize it on someone else's sweater. But that would be awesome. Walking around wearing a coded, coded sweater that don't, that only uh, certain people would recognize and know. Yes. And only those people, I know that code. You are one of my people. Yes, you are one of my tribe. Either that or you're a Cylon. So anyway. Oh, dear. But yeah. And then it even goes across the back, too, of the sweater. Here's the back. And it's really cool. I mean, it's a fair, and it's a very subtle sort of patterning. Like other than, you know, just the five, you know, it looks like garter stitch ridges or five, you know, five pearl ridges making up, you know, the bars of the staff. It's a fairly, you know, understated, subtle sort of pattern. And it looks like a really nice, nicely fitting sweater too. So yeah, you can find it on Ravelry. That's A Little Knit Music by Julia Blake. And the pattern is $6.50 US. So definitely reasonable. Oh, and there's a child size version too. And the bus sizes go pretty high too, which is really nice. Yeah, and it's knit seamless. Not surprising. It's a, you know most circular yoke sweaters really are. The pattern that that comes with the the sweater is Ina Kleine Nacht music, a little night music by oh, Mozart. Okay. Not surprisingly, but yeah, like I said, like you could totally do your own, yes, chart you out your own. Yes, you can. <laughs> At the moment, there's a sale. It looks like if you purchase both the adult and child music sweaters, you, you could it. You can get them both for $10. That would be a really cute kid sweater, too. Yeah, because the child size, the child version is an actual separate pattern. Yeah, it's called a, called a little knit music for children, which would be really cute for, like, you know, your budding musician. instrument play, your budding musician. You know, if your kid is, like, plays an instrument or is in their school choir or something like that, that'd be really cute. And it's done in worsted, too, so it would knit up pretty fast. I love it. <laughs> I love it so much. Okay. Okay, I think we've talked enough. Yep. All right, everybody. Possibly by the next time you hear from us, we may have seen all the new episodes of Asians of S.H.I.E.L.D., so we'll probably be freaking out over Oh, that. we will probably have been seen it by the time we, cut, we record the next time. Oh, though we should mention, too, just depending on when we record next time, 
Um, little reminder, we are taking the train to Rhinebeck. Yep. So, uh, if you're taking the train, um, it's the Empire Service on the Friday. We're leaving Buff. Ours leave Buffalo at, like, 7.30 in the morning. So if you're going to be on that train, <laughs> say hello! We'll be with the other people who are getting off at Rhinecliff, so. And we'll be knitting. And I know last year there was a knitter. There was a listener on the train. Cool. So I'm hoping to see you again. <laughs> Hopefully you can go. But yeah, if you're planning, if you're going on that train, if you're planning to be on that train, let us know. We have like party in the train car. <laughs> woo, 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 woo. All right, everybody. Good night. Talk to you later. Oh, and actually one more thing. I should, I'll edit it in. Oh, and one other thing is we did, I, or well, Knit One Geek 2, as well as myself, now has a Periscope account. We did a little video at the hotel. I don't think it's available anymore because Periscope really only has stuff available for like 24 hours, I think. But if you are on Periscope, keep an eye out for us. There will probably be other videos. You know, we might randomly decide to do something, you know, do one at knit night. Just be like, hey, this is what we're knitting. Or I might randomly do do stuff, which I'll probably do through the podcast account. And then just, you know, retweet over to my side. Um, if But if you want to find us on Periscope, it's the same as our Twitter, at KnitWinGeek2. And I'm also at KnitWit1912, if you want to find me on there. And I'm finding a whole bunch of really cool knitter people on there. So, <laughs> And I'm I think we'll be... We'll be periscoping probably from Rhinebeck. Oh, yeah. um, we wouldn't be able to do it from the train because it's my thing that has periscope on it is my iPod Touch, so it doesn't have data. It has Wi-Fi, and the Wi-Fi on the train isn't. They intentionally meter it so that people can't watch videos and slow down the Wi-Fi for everybody else on the train. Okay. So we wouldn't be able to broadcast from the train, but definitely like when we're at the house that evening, or like in the hotel the night before, or whatever. We could be periscoping, and we'll hopefully be recording stuff here and there, too. Okay. We can record on the train. <laughs> so if you're on the train, you might also end up on an episode. So yes, we will talk to you soon. Yay, fall! <laughs> Yay! Yay, sweater season! Yay! Okay, bye! Thanks for listening. You can find old episodes or comment at our blog at knit1geek2.mtpockets.org. That's... K-N-I-T-1 G-E-E-K-2 dot M-T dash P-O-C-K-E-T-S dot O-R-G. You can find us on Twitter and on Periscope at at Knit1Geek2. You can also discuss the episodes and other geeky things at our Ravelry group. Just search for Knit1Geek2 in the groups tab. You can also email us at Knit1Geek2 at gmail.com. And remember, in space... No one can hear you squee.